Good morning, I'm your host, Öykü Kuran, and this is your Global Weekly News Report for this past week. The week of December 14th has been a dynamic week in terms of the political arena, especially for the United States. Like many others, Turkey too is feeling the effect. On Monday, the United States announced that they will be imposing military sanctions on Turkey over the acquisition of Russian S-400 missiles based on claims of violating the Countering America's Adversaries Through Sanctions Act. The sanctions include denying U.S. export licenses and international loans to Turkey's Presidency of Defense Industry, as well as freezing the assets and U.S. visas of its president, Ismail Demir, and senior officials. President Trump claimed to be against the sanctions after he removed Turkey from the F-35 program list because of S-400 missiles last year. However, the majority of both Democrats and Republicans in Congress voted in favor of the sanctions. Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, explained that there would be the full implementation of Countering America's Adversaries Through Sanctions Act, Section 231 and encouraged Turkey to solve this problem in collaboration with the United States. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan responded by condemning the sanctions and stated, We expect support from our NATO ally, the United States, in our fight against terrorist organizations and the forces that have account for our region, not sanctions. Ismail Demir responded through social media, where he tweeted that the sanctions will not change him, his team, nor the Turkish defense industry. For Sudan, on the other hand, Monday was a day of hope, especially in terms of the country's possibilities for any future relationships with other international bodies. Coming out of the heels of the American drive to normalize Arab ties to Israel, the Republic of Sudan was taken out of the US's state sponsors of terrorism list, which now only includes Iran, North Korea and Assad, Syria. Sudan, initially included in the list on August 12, 1993 for hosting Al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden, was recently discussing its designation to be revoked. U.S. President Donald Trump declared in October that if the Sudanese government were to deposit compensation for the Al-Qaeda bombings of the American embassies in Kenya and Tanzania in 1998, they would be removed from the list. As the compensation was granted, and Sudan also normalized ties with Israel during the same month, it has been finally taken off the US's list. The head of the country's junta welcomed the development with open arms, noting that the USA's move will help foster a democratic transition within their country. The United States has had significant events taking place within its own borders this week too. President-elect Joe Biden has announced that he will nominate Deb Haaland to the Secretary of Interior in his cabinet. Congresswoman Haaland, who is a member of the Laguna Pueblo in New Mexico, will be the first Native American to hold a cabinet secretary office once she is appointed. The Biden-Harris team described her as a barrier-breaking public servant who has spent her career fighting for families, including tribal nations, rural communities, and communities of color, and who will be ready on day one to protect the environment and fight for a clean energy future. Haaland, who was backed by tribunal governments and progressive Democrats, celebrated her appointment with this tweet. A voice like mine has never been a cabinet secretary or at the head of the Department of Interior. Growing up in my mother's Pueblo household made me fierce. I'll be fierce for all of us, our planet, and all of our protected land. I am honored and ready to serve. President-elect Biden has also nominated his candidate for the Secretary of Transportation this week. 
namely Pete Buttigieg. A war veteran and former mayor of South Bend, Buttigieg became popular earlier this year when he participated in the Democratic presidential primaries and won the first caucus. He later withdrew and endorsed Biden. With this nomination, Pete Buttigieg will be the first openly LGBTQ cabinet secretary once he is appointed. Biden praised him as a patriot and a problem solver, adding that he is nominating him for Secretary of Transportation because this position stands at the nexus of so many of the interlocking challenges and opportunities ahead of us. Buttigieg responded by tweeting, This is a moment of tremendous opportunity to create jobs, meet the climate challenge and enhance equity for all. I am honoured that the president-elect has asked me to serve our nation as Secretary of Transportation. However, on the Republican front, the Trump clan is not necessarily simmering down within the political realm either. Following the President Donald Trump buying a sizable amount of land intended for a house in Florida, speculation started to arise as to whether his daughter, Ivanka Trump, could potentially be planning to run for the US Senate. It is not surprising for the young Trump to want to enter the political arena during this particular time, as her father's seat in office will be soon replaced by President-elect Joe Biden during his inauguration in January 2021. Ivanka Trump's ambition for a political career of her own has been discussed in the press numerous times up until this point, while she worked for her father's seams. The reason for such speculations to arise is that the Trump-Kushner couple have reportedly spent millions on Floridian property, which could potentially be the new headquarters where her political career takes off. However, there seems to be other potential political careers to be born from the Trump family as well. Lara Trump, who is Donald Trump's daughter-in-law, along with Donald Trump Jr. are also names that have been mentioned in terms of possibly launching their own political paths as the so-called post-Trump era begins. And these were some of the important events that took place this past week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for your global weekly news report.